now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, you know, you can feel it in the air. Uh, air Venture is right around the corner. This coming week, it kicks off the Woodstock of Aviation in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I know I'm excited. Dennis is even more excited because he's uh, actually planning to go. I, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to make it because I have a conflict of interest and we'll uh we'll explain here in just a bit but you're excited though you feel the energy don't you dennis absolutely i do yeah uh, you know i was really excited this year when sun and fun actually happened and you know now that air ventures following in its heels and the fact that we're going to have you know a world-class air show and an opportunity to see all the new products i mean even even if you can't get there uh we're already starting to see our inboxes being flooded with announcements for new products new discounts and specials and all the new new toys and gadgets that we want to add to our airplanes so that is so i, I can't wait so true and, and uh you know we've had this conflict over the last several years but uh, those uh, passengers that are listening right now and have heard us talk about lobster season in Florida, where we're based, realize that the uh, sports season that we celebrate every year around this this time co- has been conflicting with the week of air venture over the last five years. And it drives me crazy because, you know, we do this other show called Scuba Radio, and they actually hire me to go celebrate this uh, Florida spiny lobster mini season for recreational uh, divers. They they actually open up the season early for recreational divers in Florida, so we get a jump on the lobster before the commercial lobstermen drop their trap each year. And that two day season has fallen smack dab in the middle of Air Venture over the last uh, you know five years. I mean, well, you know, of every course, year, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, true. And, and, you know, obviously last year we had an issue with COVID and that shut down everything, but here we are back and sure enough, we have the conflict once again. And, uh, you know, I, I always kind of, it drives me crazy. I've tried to combine the two before and we did it one year, uh, where I flew out the second weekend, like the Saturday after mini season. Cause the, the lobster season's during the week. It's the wind this uh, coming Wednesday and Thursday in Florida. So we go down and we participate in the event. We give away a bunch of scuba prizes and things like that. Like I said, it's all connected to our scuba radio show that we do. And, uh, you know, we do this little song and dance routine. And and uh, Gorge on Flesh, or on, on Flesh, on Fresh, uh, Florida Spiny Lobster. Lobster Flesh, I guess you could say, in one sense. But uh, but But it's a fun event. I can't miss it. They actually, I'm actually paid to be there, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, too. But once again, it keeps me from coming out to Oshkosh unless I can work out an air schedule that works out really well. And it just doesn't seem like it's working out in my favor this year. However, uh, and, and you know what people are thinking right now? They, well, we dodged that bullet. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean that we won't be represented. And that's where you come in, right? 
Well, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, ordinarily, I wouldn't have had a second thought about it. I would have hopped in the Mooney and flown straight from, you know, Pompano Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and gone straight to Oshkosh. But yeah. this year, that's obviously not happening since the airplane decided to have other plans for itself. Right. It wanted some time off. Mm-hmm. So it's getting a much-deserved break. And in the meantime, it's making me have to choose between the easy option of going to Lobster Fest with you, which... Uh, Spoiler alert, I've already got a hotel booked, but I think I've, I've, you know, we mentioned last week that there might be a workaround through one of my neighbors and we're, we're still trying to, to work out the logistics and it's probably going to be a last minute uh, decision. But if we do, we'll probably be heading up uh, just for the weekend of uh, Air Venture and flying in his Mooney, he, or not his Mooney, in his Bonanza. Okay. He's, well, he's so that would it, be, so. that would be like an upgrade for you though. Really, isn't it? A Bonanza it is. is an upgrade from a Mooney, for sure. Well, it depends. It depends uh, you if know. you own the Mooney or you own the Bonanza. This is true. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, I actually got to fly in that Bonanza this weekend. And I'll tell you what, it is a beautiful airplane. He just got it back from a rather extensive avionics upgrade with all new glass panels and right. new autopilot. It's it's an amazing, plus it's a six-passenger plane. So this one would meet your requirements, Greg. Lots of room for dive gear. Uh-huh. Well, so there's room for me if I wanted to join you. No, because his kids are going to come. Oh, okay. Damn those family members. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that might work out. Obviously, uh, part of this is going to be weather dependent, and you know, hopefully the planets will align and allow you to fly out after mini season, after the sport lobster season where we have to attend. And and, and you might just fly straight from there or, or just go pick oh, them up in Fort Myers and then go. Yeah, I would probably wind up, uh, you know, driving back to the house here in Fort Myers, getting a change of clothes and packing a bag and, right. you know, heading up the street. And yeah, we're going to be down at a place called Lauderdale by the Sea for the lobster season. It, it covers the entire state of Florida, uh, but there's an event that we participate in in an area called Lauderdale by the Sea, just north of Fort Lauderdale. Best beach diving in the entire state of Florida. Probably didn't even know we had any, <laughs> but that's where you want to beach dive uh, if you so choose in the state of Florida. It's really, really nice. And oh, you, and by the way, Greg, I do want to put my name on the uh, the, the reservations list for the scuba jet because uh, I don't really wouldn't want to swim back to shore again like we had to last time. Well, there's that. Okay. So, well, I'm bringing three of them with me yeah. to, to play with, so maybe I'll let you borrow one if you're nice to me. If you fly me to Air Venture, it's, a, it's an easy trade. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's not my decision, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, maybe he would like one, <laughs> uh, but he's he's actually a diver, but he's he's not coming over for the uh, lobster event. Is that right? No, because he has a, a place in the Keys, so he's going to be down on his uh, at his own place, uh, getting his lobsters down and down in the Keys before mm. he goes up to Oshkosh. Okay, well, you know the benefit of where we're going, we can get twelve lobster a day as part of this Florida. You know, sports season, two-day sports season, they open up this Wednesday and Thursday here in Florida. When you're down in the Keys, you can only get six a day. The limits, you know, are are a little bit more strict down there in Monroe County. So, um, you know, uh, but if you got your own plane and you're kind of going out on your own boat, I understand maybe his preference of wanting to go out there uh, in, in the Keys, you think? Yeah, and you know he can take more friends with on the boat, and you know I don't know what the boat limit is, but I, I'd imagine he'll be just doing just fine. Right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like it could be a great adventure, 
and um you know i and you know we were talking about it from your standpoint but i know everybody is so excited about getting out there and per, you know participating in a big aviation event once again you know the news is last week with the whole covid stuff it's i don't know it's it's frustrating to watch the news so much it just yeah you know i keep turning on the tv thinking like at some point it has to get better and then you turn it on it's like it's just more you know doom and gloom, doom and gloom. yeah and i'm like come on already so well, but you apparently know. that's what brings the uh, the viewers in so well true true and, and you know if you go to air venture you're mostly going to be outside just like we were for sun and fun and if they could pull sun and fun off as effectively as they did in lakeland uh you know a little while ago i think air venture is going to be huge despite exactly. any of this you know these flare-ups that we're we're seeing in the news right now you think I think so. And you also realize that it's been how many more months since Sun and Fun, how many right. more people have gotten fully vaccinated. And, you know, I just think that the crowds are going to be well dispersed and lots of room to, to get around. And I mm-hmm. think it'll really not be an issue. Right. You know, all uh, all the regulars that I know are planning to be out there. You know, Jim and Deb will be out there in their camper and our buddy, uh, well, our, our buddy Tom from uh, Velocity Aircraft. He's actually uh, on his way right now in his RV to score a, a primo uh, camper spot. I think it's not too late to get something good, you think? No, it's not. I would usually go in uh, the week before Air Venture opened up and park the motorhome, and then uh, Austin would come pick me up. That way we could you know, scope out the best Well, spots. you do that, or just you know, park where you park, and you know, he'll probably have bikes. They get everybody around great there at Air Venture and Oshkosh. And then plus, don't get me started on the cheese curds. Come on now. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Actually, we're going to take off soon, so we're going to need you to turn off your phone. I'm actually not done talking, and two more. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just basically sharing uh, the life of, well, living the dream, which is what Dennis is doing as he plans to fly out to Air Venture with one of his new neighbors down there in Fort Myers. You know, he moved down to an air park. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Has it even been six months yet? It hasn't. Has it? It's been since November. So yeah, we're we're over six months already. Okay. All right. So but you're settled in, you're meeting the neighbors, they're talking to you and inviting you to fly in their plane. And uh and next thing you know, you're flying to Air Venture possibly with them. And so how did this come to be? Did you did you guys just kind of meet out on the street when you're walking around the neighborhood or what? Well, actually, uh the this guy reached out to me because he knew that I had a pair of foggles. <laughs> he was working on his instrument rating and he had an instructor there, but neither one of them had Foggles. And so uh, he was calling around the neighborhood. It's like, hey, who's got Foggles? Well, call Dennis. He's an instructor. I bet he's got a pair. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that was our first formal introduction. All right. And, you know, we've just, you know, been talking back and forth. Well, he just got done uh, having a large panel overhaul done on that Bonanza A36 and obviously wanted to show it off like everyone does. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we use that as an excuse to go fly for a, a little bit on Sunday afternoon. We went up to Arcadia, actually. You, really? You remember? Yeah, no taco truck on Sunday, though. Yeah, Sorry. it's not uh, Taco Sunday. It's Taco Tuesday. What, what's yeah. happening on Sunday in, Ar- in Arcadia? Not Anything? a lot. It was yeah. quite nice and quiet. All right. No, no line at the gas pump. So Yeah, yeah. Still but, have the great gas prices. Even oh, though they, yes. They don't Which knock is why off, we went to Arcadia. They don't knock off the extra 10 cents like they do on Taco Tuesday or something, but it's still pretty good uh, gas price there, right? It's very reasonably priced. Yeah. So he knew about that. And I mean, did all this transpire at the same time when you took your foggles over to him? Well, we, yeah, we started talking. It's been a few weeks since uh, he borrowed the foggles. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And he finally got the plane back last week. And, hey, you need to come over and check out the panel and all this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll be back in town on Sunday. So let's go do that. Right. Well, that's so. That Bonanza, the Bonanza is the kind of aircraft you really need to have, Dennis. You understand this, right? Well, you think that's what I need to have because it gives you a lot more baggage space. But yes, yes his, he has the, the A36 Bonanza, very similar to what Tom Haynes flies. So it's got the six seats, you know, the extended fuselage with the club seating in the back. Right. And it is a great cross-country airplane. He flight plans for like 205 mile, uh, knots. I mean, wow. so, so it cruises. The, it's it fast. does. It moves. It has a, a big carry capacity. It's, it's similar to Captain uh, Clay's um, Saratoga, isn't it? Yeah, it's comparable to the Saratoga, but this is much faster than the Saratoga. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, it, yeah, it has a little bit more swag. Uh, yeah, than, it's probably got about 20 knots on the Saratoga, which you know doesn't seem like a lot, but it sure adds up when you're making a 1,000-mile trip. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a hauler. It can really carry a, a lot of stuff, a lot of parasitic drag like myself. Correct. <laughs> In luxury, I should say. Yes, it's it's not uncomfortable. Right. It's, it's well-appointed. Yeah, what, well what year does he have? I don't recall. Uh, yeah. But it's it's but, kept up real nice. The interior's kind of like a riding in a limo kind of deal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, not quite like the Cirrus Jet, but okay. uh, it's right up there. Stay it's, on his good side and tell him abs- you have this absolutely. guy. It's just, well, just kind of like a hanger on, and he's a uh, slightly annoying, but man, uh, you got to meet him, and he's an awesome dude. <laughs> we do have to introduce you because yeah. he should be your inspiration. Because he is a dive instructor and has been teaching for probably close to 30 years. Oh. And, you know, he's got a boat to go scuba diving on, an airplane to get him there. Kind of all the reasons that you started the radio shows and the scuba shows. Right. He's accomplished that. He's done it. Has he been flying out to the out to the islands in the Caribbean in his uh, Bonanza too, or did you talk about that? We didn't really talk much about it, but uh, I have heard, you know, he's done a few trips, but I think he'll probably do more once he gets his instrument rating and, you know, has a little bit more flexibility. So he doesn't have his instrument and he has a Bonanza. That's kind of surprising to me. Well, that's where I come in, hopefully. Well, okay. So he's in the process of getting that. So, I mean, has he been flying a while or is is this still relatively new for him? No, he's been flying probably uh, 10, 15 years. Oh, okay. All right. But he's had no reason to get his IFR training. If he's just popping down to the Keys to get to his lobster boat. Yeah, pretty much uh, business trips. Uh, He's got property, you know, uh, a farm in uh, central U.S. and, you know, the property in the Keys. And so he can go back and forth between them. They're not terrible VFR trips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's doing it for fun, doing it for the view. For the speed, for the need for speed, and to carry uh, a few family members and, and maybe some future friends. I tell him I, I, I could be a great friend or just a slightly <laughs> well, annoying one. I said one. we have to get, next time you're down here, we're going to have to introduce the two of you. Yes. Uh, there maybe. are a lot of parallels, and maybe this will be what it takes to finally get you over the hump and get you back into your training. Okay. So you can, right, you well, can aspire to be like my neighbor. Put in a word. Lie if you have to. But tell him that yeah, tell him I'm a great guy and a lot of fun on uh, on these flights. Like if I'm a be parasitic drag, uh, you know, I'll talk I'll talk his ear off, and all he has to do is is turn my mic off and he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the record, he's got Bluetooth in the airplane, so that's already covered. Oh, okay, turn so. turn on the turn on the '80s rock hair band music, and mm-hmm. you know, off It'll we be go good to go. So you you go over there on Sunday. You guys, uh, you you were you flying in his Bonanza, or you said he actually has a different airplane too, right? The, the answer is yes. Okay. Uh, so we flew in the Bonanza, went out and got that uh, uh, filled up with gas, and uh, found a couple convenient little rain showers to clean the bugs off on the way back home. Okay. And then uh, yeah, we pulled out. He's got a little two seat experimental uh, that he doesn't get to fly enough anymore, so he wanted to take me up in that so I could uh, go dusted off a little bit with him and so we spent another couple hours going and flying around in this little home built how about that, that so what, what was the point of that did he have the uh, experimental before he got his bonanza he did okay so yeah. and so it's just an inexpensive little airplane just you know it's two seats and maybe you could put a third person in the back if you if they were really small or throw some bags in but right. just a fun little airplane it's fast as heck yeah. It was des- originally designed for a 100-horsepower little Rotax, and when they brought him over here to this country, they updated the design to handle 
a larger 150 horsepower Lycoming, so it could handle us fat Americans. <laughs> and uh, it makes up for that extra horsepower makes a huge difference. This thing was cruising at 140 knots, and we weren't even at full throttle. Wow. So was that like maybe his initial trainer uh, plane that he... Uh or can you learn in something like that? You can. He had another airplane at the time, but this was, he. I don't know, he he picks up, you know, he got a deal on this and it was fun, fun little airplane to go mess around with because it's cheap to fly. I gotcha. All right. But he didn't build it himself then. Someone else no. put it together and he picked it up. Yeah. All right. I gotcha. Well, so you get, he has two planes. He does. He says he has one plane too many. Tell him to keep the experimental. Well, I'll take the Bonanza. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No? Okay. Well, just lie to him. Whatever you got to do. Tell him I'm a great guy. And maybe we can uh, all team up and go diving after a little, uh, little flight down to the Keys. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Whoa, kill the motor, dude. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information, getting ready for air adventure in Oshkosh. You're going to hear more about it next week, uh, including, uh, hopefully, from uh, Tom Haynes from AOPA. He is setting up shop out there as we speak, and we hope to have him, uh, you know, have him on the show uh, next uh, Saturday for a full report of what they're planning to do while they're out there for the big event. Uh, also, you know, we like we mentioned earlier, we do uh, scuba radio. We have uh, just plain radio. We also have the world of boating. So we do boating, diving, and flying, or at least I do, uh, week in and week out. And sometimes these things cross over, whether it's, you know, we're flying to a lobster event in South Florida or going to AirVenture in Oshkosh. And uh, the technology of these different industries cross over sometime, uh, sometimes as well. They just had the Monaco 
boat show, for instance, and one of the things that was getting quite a bit of buzz was a a, a new vessel, a relatively new electric boat that uh, is is using uh, technology from flying. And whether this becomes a mainstream trend, it's hard to say, but the Candela C7 won the most prestigious electric speedboat award. And, and what it's doing, they're using uh, foil technology. So basically, they're taking the, the speedboats powered by electricity, these electric boats, and they're, they're floating them up off the water. You know, they, they get up on plane, and then they have those hydrofoils on them. And they're, so they're like, uh, I don't know, two, three feet off the surface of the ocean. Now they're basically flying. Right. Well, they get that hull up out of the water, and that's and it reduces the drag by 80%. And that's been the big thing holding back electric boats is it's so hard to push that whole hull through the, you know, through the water. The water is so much thicker than air, and so it's, it's made it you know, very difficult for them to get the distance and range with an electric boat. But now you're getting rid of 80% of the drag by getting most of the boat out of the water. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the power required to get it there is a lot less, and now you're getting the range up and the speed up, and right. it's, it's very intriguing. All you of know, this there is, is no license requir- required for boating, though. You realize that, right? But well, I'm wondering right. if that could change <laughs> if they start doing these uh, more of these foil-type boats, because they, they, you got to have uh, a little bit more awareness of you know, aerodynamics and things like that. And now not really, you're still think? in the water. The hydrofoil is still in contact at all times with the water. So mm. it's, it's just, you know, you're on step. The step just is three feet. But why do I need a private pilot license? If I'm going to say fly, uh, you know, a boat, uh, a flying boat type craft, then you know what I mean? It's a boat. Uh, until you're off step and completely out of contact with the water, then you're flying in the air. Right. Okay. I was just, you know, hey, but just throwing you know, it out get there. Get an ultralight one, and then you don't need a license at all. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. That You're right. If I I get one of those, like, inflatable, uh, you know, powered, well, basically, it's a lawnmower with, on the top of a of a yeah. uh, inflatable boat, right? You don't the need a license parachute, for parachute, their paramotor, yep, you could do that. But there's mm. also the, the, a Part 103 ultralight is, you know, basically a step up from a hang glider. Uh, but they don't require any sort of FAA training or certification, which I still highly recommend you get. Well, exactly. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why some of these things you don't really need anything. And uh, for some you're like- only a hazard to yourself when you're in something that small. You've got five gallons of gas. You can't go more than, you know, 60 Well, maybe. Knots. But if you're you're in a speedboat that's a hydrofoil, you're cruising on this thing, whether it's electric well, or gas powered. And this thing's flying literally you know across the ocean at uh, pretty incredible speeds and uh, you could run into somebody or god forbid run into a sandbar which would be bad for you and your passengers but i don't know it's a whole nother thing you well know, i think all- you just touched on it with boating in general though there is no requirement at all for recreational boaters you, you, right you only have to have a captain's license if you're driving what size boat right mm-hmm. so anything that's launching out at the local uh uh local lake or the local sandbar or whatever it's there's no training required and people are off in you know very fast very expensive boats and right boat or beware happen, right <laughs> yes yeah it's uh it can be the wild west out there sometimes but anyway uh the technology kind of you know like i said crosses over sometimes it's interesting now we do have some other uh crazy stories when it comes to flying your aircraft whether it's for commercial or i guess maybe this would even just apply to 
uh, the people that you take on, uh, like, you know, me, you know, if I was a passenger on your aircraft, would you want to uh, make sure I was fully vetted and you knew me well enough? Like, okay, he's insane, but we can handle him. Uh, you know, or, or, or what? Because these stories that we're going to kind of gloss over a little bit now, really, I don't know, they, <laughs> they kind of bring this whole issue uh, to the forefront if you don't vet your passengers. Am I correct? Uh, very correct. In the case of a, a very lucky Alaskan pilot, uh, between him and his passengers, he was able to avert uh, an attempted murder-suicide. Mm. A, a passenger on a Cessna caravan had asked if he could ride in the passenger seat, and the pilot wasn't comfortable you know, having somebody up front with him, so he denied him. But didn't seem to stop him because when they were coming into land, they were about a thousand feet above the ground. The passenger got out of his seat and reached up and tried to push the yoke forward in an attempt to fly the airplane into the ground. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So fortunately, he was able to break his grip on the yoke and the other passengers were able to help pull him away and get him seated until they could land. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know. That's you not think good. That, no, and the pilot probably didn't have a lot of opportunity to vet that passenger because they he purchased a ticket on a scheduled flight mm-hmm. in you know in Alaska. And it's a lot of these smaller airplanes on small hops uh, between the villages up there, right? Uh, so yeah, you, know, you never the, know. Yeah, you know, and and who knows what kind of issues the kid was having? I mean, uh, but but you know the fact that he was that was going through his head. Yeah, there's really no way to know. But you, I guess you got to have, uh, you know, just got to think about who you're taking, who you're flying, or have a contingency to make sure they can't get up there to the cockpit. I mean, in this case, it all worked out okay because the passengers jumped up and took control of them, I guess, and kept them uh, away from creating a problem, right? That's correct. Yeah. So uh, there's only so much you can do, but just something to be aware of. Know your passengers. If you know they're slightly off, uh, you, you have a plan B. <laughs> Like, if Greg gets out of line, well, we have this cattle prod. I was going to say, a taser maybe seat. might be required when I take you next time. Right. Well, no, 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 not at oh, all. okay. No. <laughs> right. That was okay. just a, uh, an idea, you know, for okay. other people. I was, just, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's that. And then also, you you, you know, you, you got to, I don't know, trust but verify when they tell you, you know, what is or is not in your luggage. We have another story that kind of illustrates this uh, issue that can pop up on you if you're not careful, right? Yeah, exactly. There was uh, some unfortunate pilots uh, of a Falcon 50 that were arrested in Putacana, Dominican Republic, back in 2013. Authorities had searched the Falcon jet just before it was taking off uh, from France and found mm. 1,500 pounds of cocaine on board oh. the aircraft. Yeah. Mm. The drugs were concealed in 20 suitcases belonging to the passengers. But the authorities, uh, I don't know if it was overreach or if they thought that these guys were in on it, uh, but they arrested and prosecuted the pilots as well and handed down a 20-year uh, prison sentence in connection for international drug smuggling. Mm. So the pilots, uh, they, they managed to flee the Dominican Republic uh, to the French territory of St. Martin, where they were then convicted in a French court, uh, and which found them guilty as well. Uh, but at least there, you know, the appeals process is probably a little bit better in a French court. Uh, and after a lengthy appeal, um, they actually acquitted the pilots, uh, basically saying that they were uh, innocent really victims didn't know. of deceit. Yeah. yeah. We weren't lying. We really didn't know. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But uh, just another reason why you should know 
what your passengers are bringing on board with you. You don't want to have to deal with that crap for years on end, which is what those guys had to do. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What are you doing in fourth class? So, the pilot was from Pakistan. I said, hey, I know a guy from Pakistan. I work with him. And then he said, hey, why don't you come to the front and sit in the big chairs? But, 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 but that's me. I'm the guy from Pakistan. I told him that, and then he, and then he put me here. Okay, but I, the guy from Pakistan, right. I'm back in economy. Sir, you're going to need to take your seat. And Captain Bashir wanted you to have these samosas his mother made. Oh, no thank you. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And the sky's so high and the ground so low. And I think I'm dying, but I'm just being born. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And through the terminal, we all shall go. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. The airport terminal. Uh, always a fun place to be. Uh, not really. Uh, you know, you you hope that they will continue to make them a little bit more pleasant experiences. And I don't know. Sometimes I, I wonder if the priorities are a little mixed up. Uh, we got a press release this week, and and this is good. Don't I don't want to knock it, but I'd I'd rather see more upgrades to terminals and the experience we have as aviators when we're flying into different airports, as opposed to, hey, we're the first airport to be totally, um, I don't know, carbon neutral or fully. Well, they're going to be powered by ten thousand solar panels in Pittsburgh. Is that right? Well, it's not just that, but they're going to be self-sustained. I mean, they could lose power to the whole airport and still be able to run all their operations. They're creating their own microgrid, so they're mm. going to have a combination of gas generators running off of what they call shale natural gas, yeah, plus the ten thousand solar panels. So they're self-sufficient. So well, that's good. Is, I mean, that's good. Decentralizing I the power a little bit, you know, they're right. What they need, they generate right there instead okay. of having to rely right. on outside power. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they don't give up any amenities, like there'll be no uh, more powered toilets or something, you know, just to kind of accommodate the lesser, you know, energy suck. Well, you're starting but, to hear more and more airport authorities are looking at the fact that they own a lot of real estate. And it would be very tempting to put, uh, you know, solar panels in and be able to generate power in that otherwise, you know, wide open space, you know, because the panels don't have to be very far off the ground, so they won't really interfere with the flight operations. Well, that uh, would take up potential uh, runway space, couldn't it? Well, maybe for future expansion, but it's certainly easier to take some solar panels out if you need to put another runway in than it would be to take out, you know, buildings and hangars. True. Well, eventually the solar panels will be the runway. Let's be honest. Maybe. Yeah. But they, it's they any, Elon Musk, you listening? Come on, get to <laughs> well, it. 
if anybody would do it, it'd be him because he's right. already making shingles for your roof. But mm-hmm. one thing that they do have to do is make sure that they keep the glare down because that has been one thing holding back uh, solar power at airports uh, is the potential that you know pilots are above the the runway, and if the the glare coming off of those solar panels, you don't want that interfering with their ability to see correctly True. and land. Yeah, that would that could be a problem. But yeah, you know, we'll find a way. Uh, but, you know, they're going to be the first of its kind, I guess, to do this, as far as I'm aware of, at least in the States. So hats off to them for doing it. Hopefully, you know, they'll they'll continue to make the terminal experience a more enjoyable as well. Now, uh, we got some other stories uh, as we uh, lead into all our coverage for AirVenture next week. You know, we'll start that. It'll probably go over the next couple weeks. You know, of course, we last week we were talking about the issue with the new FAA guidelines uh, for experimental aircraft and instruction and all that kind of stuff. You can go back and listen and catch up with the rest of the class. We'll get an update on that next week and all the scuttlebutt attached to it. But this is the show that, you know, all the manufacturers debut new designs and make announcements. One of, you know, one of them's already uh, come out. Uh, from Cirrus, you know, when we were at Sun and Fun, we rode in the new Cirrus jet, and now they've already come out with a new one. What's up with that? Well, it's now the Cirrus G, the SR22, or sorry, the Cirrus the Vision, Vision Jet, jet yeah. G2 Plus. So we rode in a G2, correct? Yeah. So, so now we have to set our heights, our, our sights a little bit higher. Yeah. On the G2 what, plus. what makes it a plus exactly? Do we well, know? Uh, the biggest is a, they've, got a newly optimized thrust profile for the Williams fan jet in that that apparently gives them a 20% increase in takeoff performance, mm. which will open up many more runways and airports uh, to owners of the vision jet. Since they can get in and out of a smaller runway, they might be able to go to an airport that previously would have been off limits. Ah, okay. That's good. That's very good. And in addition to that, um, you're getting, you know, all new auto throttle, the whole plane parachute, of course, and they've got some new color options, go, go in-flight Wi-Fi, because, you know, hey, what what would your passengers do if they didn't have internet access, right? True, true. So it is truly becoming the airline experience in the pr- private personal jet. Mm-hmm. And when we flew in that uh, Vision Jet over Sun and Fun and, you know, tipped our wings to the uh, to the crowd, I mean, that felt like... Well, we were, I mean, we were living the life in that flight. You were in the, the right uh, right side cockpit, but I was parasitic drag in the back. And I, I did, I felt like, you know, hey, this is how the rock stars travel right here, right? Yes, that, that was definitely the experience. I mean, we, we kind of compared it to a limousine, but it really was, you know, with the full leather yeah. interior and, and no, nothing was spared in there. It was very, very comfortable, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I would love to go and fly something like that to Oshkosh. That would be definitely the way to arrive. Yeah. Well, and when you're a Vision Jet owner, you know, it's one thing to have the, what was it, the C2 or G2? G2. G2 is one thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, but when you tell your buddies, like, well, I have the G2 plus, suck it, loser. (laughs) You know, it's just going to be that one extra. It's like, you know, my amp goes to 11. 
Well, it? it's always that one-upmanship. I right. mean, it, it, it's not enough that uh, you got Richard Branson flew to space on on his uh, Virgin Galactic, but then mm-hmm. you got Jeff Bezos that has to go and one-up him. Well, I went to over sixty-two miles in my uh, Blue Origin aircraft, right. air spacecraft. You know, it's mm-hmm. always somebody's got to one-up another, so it doesn't doesn't matter. I get a Mooney. Oh, I've got a I've got a Bonanza. It's better than yours. You know, you know there's always going to be that one-upmanship in aviation, and you know what? That's what drives innovation and gives us new toys to play with well this is true but uh in your case you definitely got to get something uh you got to oh, get no. something bigger like a vision jet that would be that'd be a nice upgrade uh, as well as the bonanza and that's purely just because you need more space for me dennis come on yeah well i think if i was to get a vision jet i would no longer have the house i would need a tent on a runway somewhere because uh all of my money would be sucked uh into the airplane well uh well they yeah they, they sucks it into the you know intake of the jet engine and just and blows it out the back pretty yeah. much yeah but but you know what it's efficient it's a, an amazing way to travel if you can afford it uh, i would tell you the one thing that really i really loved about the vision jet was how quiet it was. I mean, that's, it was like being in a, a plushy limo because the, the jet engines on the tail of the aircraft, you know, you don't hear the uh, engine going not, not nearly as much as you do on a, uh, you know, regular piston, you know, prop style aircraft. Wouldn't you agree? Well, right. You've got, uh, you know, the engine's very smooth to begin with. It's a fairly small fan jet, but it, yeah. you know it's behind the cabin, so mm-hmm. it's pretty easily insulate that noise away from you. Right. As opposed to like a Mooney or any conventional single engine airplane, where you have you know four to six cylinder engine banging away up front, and mm-hmm. the mufflers right below you, and the propeller, you know, you're having to fly through that disturbed air. Yeah, it's, it's quite a difference. Yeah, quite an it, I mean, it was just a you know it had some noise. I mean, it wasn't like being in a glider, but it wasn't that far removed from it either i was just no. shocked how quiet i was like oh my gosh and, you don't and even have so to wear headphones to if you don't want you didn't to. have to yeah uh, but it also was so easy to fly i mean you hit the button and the, it starts itself you know it's mm-hmm. an auto start auto fade act everything's controlled push power levers forward you don't have to go through like we do and do a run up and test your magnetos and everything because the jet engine's continuously doing that on its own. So right. as long as everything's in the green arc, you go. How many G's do we have to go through before they uh, just say, well, you won't need the pilot. You'll have the autopilot in like the Tesla. It's already, it already has the technology in there, doesn't it? it it's already got the uh, yeah. auto return. So mm-hmm. that's already there. So yeah, all we got to do is work in the takeoff piece of it. And what's your yeah. prediction? G three, four, five, ten, what? Maybe G six. Hey, does there need to be a plus on there? Maybe. Okay. All right. That's, Everything's got to have a plus nowadays, right? Sure. Uh, that's Dennis's prediction. We'll see if it holds true. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 